The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. Surprised? Shocked would probably be a better word for what happened that night. You might say surprised, I would say shocked. I I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Sheer terror is what took place. I don't know about you, but when you see something you've never seen before and when you don't know what it is, I mean, my heart was beating so fast in my chest I thought it was going to burst. I, 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 you may not believe my story, actually. You may not believe it really happened, but I'm just going to tell you what I experienced and what I saw. I, I'm going to tell you. I mean, it's not what I expected. and I wasn't by myself, though. In case you think I'm making it up, my friends were with me. My fellow shepherds, we were out in the field together. It it was a strange night. We were sitting around the campfire. We were cursing the Romans like we usually do. And we were talking about politics. And we were talking about the things of the world. And we were talking about all types of things, sitting around the fire, just talking about things that men talk about at a campfire. Then it happened. Hey, don't laugh. You'd have been afraid, too. You'd have been afraid too. I mean, one minute we're at this campfire and, and then the next minute this creature or, or this person or, or this thing, I, at first I, I wasn't sure what it really was. All of a sudden it appeared and it, it, it's like the night sky became daylight all of a sudden. All of a sudden it was as bright as it was in the middle of the day. And I, I thought, I must be dreaming. I thought to myself, Asher, you've got to get a grip. (laughs) But then I looked at my fellow shepherds, and they were like I was. They were wondering what this was and what this creature was and what was happening. And and then it spoke in our language. (laughs) It spoke. Don't be afraid, the first words that came from his mouth. Can I let you in a secret? I was afraid. (laughs) Even though it said, don't be afraid, I I was so afraid, my feet wanted to run, but my mind would not let me go because I was wondering what this thing was. How how could it be, and what was it, and why was it here? It spoke. Don't be afraid. Indeed, I bring you good news. When I heard that, I was relieved a little bit. Good news. Wow. Wow. Good news. I bring you good news of great joy that shall be for all people. After that, I could not remember much, but I've talked to my friends who were with me, and what this being said was, For unto you, in the city of David, there's born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. I tell you another surprise. Another surprise, not only did they appear, but then they gave us a mission. They said, you shall go into the town of Bethlehem, and there you'll find a baby in a manger. A baby in a manger? That doesn't happen. What was that about? And you'll find this baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, and and I begin to wonder, how can this be? A Savior, a baby in a manger. You tell me. You put yourself in my position. You're in the field one minute, and all of a sudden, you hear a voice, and you see a being, and I'm telling you, it wasn't just surprise. It was shock. It was terror. How could this be? 
Then as soon as it came, all of a sudden it was like 10,000 of these beings came and they began saying, glory to God in the highest and on the earth, peace, goodwill among men. And, and then they were gone. Just like that, gone. And what was daylight became night again and we began to hit ourselves and pinch ourselves and think, did we just hear and see what we thought we heard and saw and then we said surely we did because we all saw the same thing and and so there was a debate among us shepherds you see our sheep had gone in a thousand different directions from this being and these creatures and there was a debate who's going to go to town and who's going to stay here i was not debating i was going to town no matter what i tell you i had to see this with my own eyes a savior a baby and a manger it just didn't add up in my mind and so we did We took off and we ran to Bethlehem. When we came to Bethlehem, it's just as this being said. And we looked in there and the manger was indeed a a baby. And and then there's this young couple. And they said they were from Nazareth. We have a saying in our culture. We have a saying in our culture, nothing good comes from Dallas. I, I mean Nazareth. And we, we look at this baby who's supposed to be the light of the world, squinting to see. Supposed to be the bread of life that feeds everyone nursing at a mother's womb. Supposed to be the Savior. Supposed to be the one who sculpted the world and his hands fit around the finger of his father. I tell you, it didn't make sense. We told our story to this young couple, and they began to weep. They said, we had no idea if anyone would believe our story because we have been mocked and ridiculed the whole time. And we told them we didn't think anybody would believe our story. Creatures in the night appearing and telling us to come? You've got to admit that sounds far-fetched, doesn't it? I mean, how many of you have seen an angel? Every man there says, I see him every day, my wife, right? (laughs) And then we heard their story. And we began to glorify God. And on the way back to our campfire, we sang praises to God. I am not a learned man. I am not a scribe. I am not a Pharisee. I'm not a military man. I'm not a politician. So I began to wonder and ask my fellow shepherds around the campfire. Where were the learned men? Where were the rabbis? Where were the Pharisees? Where were the Sadducees? Where were the prophets? Where were the military men? Where were the political leaders? And then I realized, I realized this is not about them. This was about him. This was not about them. The rabbis and the political leaders and the military leaders and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, but surprise of surprises, this was about a baby. As long as I can remember, we'd been waiting for the Messiah to come for us. My family, our tribe, our whole nation. 
I always knew that he'd come, but... <laughs> well, let's be honest. It's not like I'm from Jerusalem or someplace special. I'm just a girl from Nazareth. And everybody knows that not much good comes from Nazareth. It never has. I thought for sure that Angel had come to the wrong house with his announcement. But if that's what God wanted, well, who was I to tell him he was wrong? And Joseph, well, God bless that wonderful man. He could have joined in with everybody else. He could have had me sent away. He could have even had me killed. But he just never broke the promise to marry me. And so when he had to go to Bethlehem for the census, I was honored to ride by his side. Even with heartburn and bloated cankles and nine months of pregnancy behind me. You know those women who try different things to induce labor, like going on frequent walks or eating spicy foods? What they should do is go on a bumpy 70-mile trip to Bethlehem. Because not long after I got there, and I'd never done this myself, but even I know it was time. And with every wave of pain, I tried to ignore the fact that my family wouldn't be there to help me that I'd be bringing this baby into the world without the familiarity of home. But when Jesus finally came, I forgot all of that, though. I just wrapped him in cloths and tried to make the most comfortable bed I could for him with the only thing I had which was an animal's feeding trough. Joseph said I should have been sleeping then, but I couldn't stop staring at him. There he was. The one the angel had told me about. My heart was so full, I couldn't even find words big enough to express it. into this world. It's always been that way. But as I look down at my son, <laughs> my redeemer, I knew that he would change everything because he had already changed me. so excited. Mary and I had known one another for a while and now the time of our marriage was coming. And I don't know about you, but if you've fallen in love with someone, it's just a great time. We were looking so forward to the time when we would be together for the rest of our lives. Then I was surprised. More than surprised, it was shock as well. I mean, one moment we're excited about our upcoming marriage and we're betrothed and our families are excited and we're planning all of this and 
Then one day Mary says, Joseph, we have to talk. I mean, I don't know about you, but when a lady says we have to talk, usually it's not too good. So we took a walk into the countryside outside of Nazareth, our hometown. And I'll never forget these words. Joseph, I'm with child. My, my mind began to race. I, I knew it wasn't me. I, I, who could this be and why would she and how could she betray me? And I loved her so much and now all of a sudden she's with child and then she came up with this story. I'm saying, Mary, just be honest. Just tell me, who is he? And she says, this angel appeared, and I'm pregnant with God's son, and I'm screaming, and how how can you do this to me? Just tell me the truth. The next days were filled with sleeplessness. I would just lie in my bed and weep. How could she? Could she at least be honest with me and tell me, Then it happened. This angel appeared to me too. It said, Joseph. And he told me the story about how Mary had conceived. And then I thought, who's going to believe this? At first, I didn't believe it. How could I expect my friends to believe it and my family to believe it? And that she's with child, but she was still a virgin. And that this was not my child, and it was not some other man's child, but it was God's child. Does that seem strange to you? Till the angel came, I, I didn't believe it. And then the angel came, and I believed it. And then we met the ridicule of our friends and family for when they heard the story, they just laughed and ridiculed us. The word came from Jerusalem that there would be a census and we would have to go to the city of our forefathers, and that meant I had to go to Bethlehem. And So Mary and I trudged about 70 miles. We came to the town of Bethlehem, and she was so pregnant, every time the donkey hit a stone, she would moan. Oh, Joseph. This isn't the way I planned it. This isn't the way I planned it at all. My child being born in a strange town, in a stable. This isn't the way I thought it would be, a cave with sheep and donkeys and hay and straw. My my wife not even having a midwife there, just surrounded by animals and nothing more. And It was so confusing. And this was God's son, yet it was just the stars and us. And he came. The baby came. And as I held that baby in my arms for the first time with his head bobbing, trying to stay awake, I began to pray and said, God, I'm not accustomed to this. I'm a carpenter. I I make things fit. I square off edges. I follow the plumb line. I measure twice so I can cut once. And surprises are not the friends of a builder. And everything I've done and experienced in the last months have been surprises. And then I realized this time I'm not the builder, am I? This time I'm the tool. 
God, I'm a hammer in your grip. I'm a nail in your fingers. I'm a chisel in your hand. This project is yours. It's not mine. And so I hold my son, his son, in my hands. And I sing a lullaby. Go to sleep, my son. The manger is your bed. You've got a long road before you. Rest your tiny head. And as I held him in my arms, I believed that the glory of heaven was in my arms. My son, his son, this baby, this child, this one, this one who came to save the world. dark. The world lies in sin and error pining. The shadows are conspiring. But a light is coming. The Lord has been quiet for four centuries. The prophets are gone. There are no signs to see. It's silent. But let me tell you something, a voice is coming. The patriarchs are long dead. The judges were traded for a bunch of crowned heads. This monarchy, though, consistently failed and misled. No system is working, but there's a new king coming. Man's dead in religion. Legalism reigns. Ceremonial acts which are just simply profane. The law is not working. But a new covenant is coming. The people are defiling. The rituals God is despising. Even the priests are compromising. And the sin offerings... They're worthless sacrificing. Oh, but get ready because a lamb is coming. The temple is a den of thieves. A brood of vipers are the Pharisees. Same too for the Sadducees. They don't even know there's a new high priest coming. The nations are suffering. Evil is chuckling, and the faithful are left wondering, does God even care? Oh, let me tell you something, Emmanuel is coming. God's people desire a glorious king. The world is yearning for eternity, a perfect sacrifice each soul desperately needs. It's a silent night, but hope is in sight. The most precious gift God is bestowing, the Bethlehem star begins glowing. Let the good news start growing. A baby is coming. And he came. 
and most of the world missed it. Other than a few blue-collar shepherds who made their way to Bethlehem, the rest of the world missed it. They missed the significance of that first Christmas, and the surprise of surprises is that the Savior came into the world. There was a forewarning of his coming. The prophets of old had spoken about it, but the world was not paying attention, and it's only seven miles from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, but the rabbis and the scribes and the Pharisees and Sadducees didn't travel from Belton to Temple, from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, to see if the baby had come. And so they missed it. They missed that Christmas. They missed the advent of the Savior. And you know, over the centuries, not much else has changed. You see, it's pretty interesting that at Christmas time, what happens is we have time to indulge in parties and we have time to decorate houses and we have time to gather with friends and we have time to open presents, but oftentimes there's not even mention of the guest of honor. Can you imagine going to a birthday party and not even mentioning the person whose birthday it was? You see, that's what happens in most of the houses in our land. We'll gather to have a meal and we'll gather to open some presents and we'll gather to reminisce with families, but there's no mention of Jesus. What we recognize, what we recognize is that the world misses the most significant day and the significant significant part of this day. Oh, maybe there's a pre-meal prayer, maybe not, maybe... You'll read the Christmas story, but probably not. And maybe you'll attend a Christmas Eve service, and maybe not. Surprising. It's shocking. It's strange that you celebrate somebody's birthday without even mentioning the person who's being celebrated. And so many were surprised, and many still are, because the one who came, the Savior of the world. Don't celebrate Christmas. Don't celebrate Christmas without remembering the guest of honor. Because then it's not really a celebration of Christmas. It's just a time to reminisce and a time to gather. But remember this, so that you don't and you're not surprised eternally. Remember that God came to dwell with man so that one day man might dwell with God. And so the baby came. And that baby grew and gave his life on our behalf. And it's him that we celebrate this day. It's him that we honor this day. It's him that we give thanks to on this day. Who art thou, precious babe? Nestled in the hay, God I am, come to earth this day. Why dost thou come, sweet little babe, nestled in the hay? To die I came, the price of sin to pay. Whose sin, tender little babe, nestled in the hay? Yours it was that brought me down today. That babe came, so you and you and you and you might experience the joy of eternal life by trusting in him forever. Don't celebrate Christmas without Christ beginning today. Father, it's with great joy that we honor the one who came to give his life for us.
And we celebrate our Savior, the babe, the light of the manger, the one who came, the one who came on our behalf. We celebrate this babe. And, Father, we do not desire to be surprised eternally, but we desire to know with certain, as you say in your word, that we can know for certain of our eternal destination. And so, Father, on this day, we confess that Christ is our Savior, that he is our Lord, and we bow before him. And so we honor him on this day. Amen.